0: And so people are trying to go so far away from it. They're trying to get as far away from it. It was so funny. I was watching uh, the show Unreal today. at work. The one you were talking about? Yeah. So I have it on one screen. The dude says, uh, she's like, what's it like to be able to buy anything you want? He's like, well, I don't really see it like that. He was like, I just saw it as the removal of fear. Like, he just doesn't feel... <laughs> He just doesn't feel... <laughs> no, my bad. I ain't taking a picture. <laughs> no, you're good. No, I know what you're doing. You, did, you <laughs> yeah. noticed what I was doing? <laughs> no, I, I figured it out. Right, I was cool. like, wait a second. No, it's, good. it's all good. Uh, <laughs> but he said, you know, I got the money, so I, now I don't have the fear. And I think that's what people... It's like a relief. You're like, okay, my bills are always going to be paid. I don't need it. But then right. that, it's like it's a relief of the fear I think most people are, are searching for when they're looking for wealth.
1: Um, the fear of poverty of being poor of
0: being poor of uh, like or um, just the worries about how am I going to pay the bills or mm-hmm. mm, yeah I'm a little short on this this month I, so you know? then
1: how do you go from that to like just letting go of it and being like I'm not afraid of it like how does that what switches that and what's what takes its place I mean I I don't know I think
0: I think Lupe do you want up no you can't come up there I can move it yeah, I can move this yeah I just want it back right there. What were you saying? Ask it again.
1: Uh, so, what do you, what takes the place of what takes the place of, of of that fear of poverty?
0: Well, I mean, I believe you know you have you have to do what's in your control always. So, like if disaster happens, I mean, sometimes that's out of your control, and you know things things can happen. But I think I think you just have to be aware that you probably have more than you need right now like wow today okay. and so i think if you if you can get to that point without the yeah but i don't have this or yeah but i don't have this or ah. yeah but i don't have that if you can eliminate the yeah but i don't have and be happy with where you are today i think wow. and then you'll realize that i don't know to me it, no it hit,
1: no no i think you're on it I keep going i think you're on it.
0: it just hit me that like you know you i've been broke and i've been decently with money and i've noticed that when I was living in a studio apartment, you know, trying to just make it in Chicago, I was happy I would, because I was trying to do it. I didn't feel like I was struggling. I don't know. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I was living in the smallest place I've ever seen in my life. Like it's like a closet. I mean, it's so small with a dog and another person. And, you know, I was very budgeting my money, you know, like I was very much like, okay, I can only eat this. I can only do this so much. And I was like, you know, Netflix DVDs was my only form of entertainment. I didn't go anywhere. You know, like I sat on a couch and had my laptop up and watched DVDs. Like, that's what I did. Um, No TV, you know, like, and, but I don't remember being unhappy. Mm -hmm. And then i come into money and i come into owning property and doing things, things things that I thought I was supposed to do, you know, things you're supposed to go get. You're supposed to own a house and you're supposed to, uh, if you don't do this, you don't do that. Ooh, ooh, you know. And so, thinking this is all the stuff you have to do. And then, that's when I worried the most, man. That's when, like, all... The, like, it was like I was spinning more plates than I ever had. Mm. It was like, oh, now I'm worried about this falling apart, or I'm worried about this, or what if this tax goes up, or what if... And all of that wow. was, like, way more stress and way more anxiety, and I wasn't as happy. Like, you know, I, I had to... That, that's when I started to kind of, like, get to a place where, like, I, mentally I wanted to, you know, find a way out of that. But... And I got there. But I just realized that, like, more money doesn't doesn't at all bring happiness. And I think you'll find that story told over and over again throughout history. Mm-hmm. I think everyone who's ever had a bunch of money will tell you it's not necessarily the fix, man, at all.
1: Right. It's like when they say that when you go to third world countries, you'll find these people that have nothing. Right. But seem like they're extremely happy. I've
0: I I I've have, I, I have experienced that firsthand so many times when, you know, I go to the Dominican Republic or something, you know, and... My dad's from there. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. And you'll see how they will dance with joy in the middle of the afternoon because the music's on. And they'll just start doing it because they're just feeling it. And they're just there in that moment. And there's a joy that they'll experience just in the middle of the day that I don't think the average American feels in a week. You know, like, it's that kind of, like, you know... When you realize that money is by no means a cure for anything, except poverty, maybe.
1: Um, But the ideas of poverty are... There's like some graphic images of what we interpret as poverty.
0: Yeah, I mean, probably from homeless on the streets and stuff like that. That, television, I mean, you know,
1: um, uh, ads that like banking ads or insurance ads that tell you to protect this and protect that because you could lose it for sure you know and it builds a lot of fear and images of that and poverty of like oh me losing exactly this is too great you know i i've so you know you go the opposite direction
0: yeah and i think i think that's all where a lot of it comes from um i think I think there's people who really struggle, you know, and I think there are people who, you know, are struggling to pay the bills, and you know, it's it's very they don't know when the next meal is coming. And that is obviously a type of poverty that is, you know, it's a very hard it's a hardship, like in it, like right. No way, no way around that. Um, but I think what you'll find is these people that are really truly worried about it, or probably never be in that position. It's it, it just, you know, it's it just. It can happen, but I just don't, you know, I think most people will never experience that.
1: Do you think that that people would be happier if they just had the things they needed to survive and be comfortable?
0: I mean, I think there's like a spectrum. Like, I don't think you need to go all the way to the point where like this one philosopher had nothing, just nothing. He would walk around with nothing and felt free as a bird. The only thing he had was a a cup. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing he carried around with him. He had no other possession. And then he saw a kid drinking from a water fountain with his hands and just drinking like this with, you know, pulling up. Right. So he's like, oh, I don't need this anymore. And so I think that's the extreme where that man felt complete freedom because he owned nothing Mm -hmm. and he could wander the streets and find his meal however he wanted. And... Then, you know, then there's the other side where you're extra wealthy and you have everything, you know, right. you have every possession. I think there's just, you know, like all things, there's somewhere in the middle.
1: It's like a balance. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, if you have, and, and this is by no means like, I don't know, I'm no financial expert or anything. But like, I think if you have enough money to pay your bills for a few months and you're on health insurance and, you know, you're paying, you know, you're not... I don't know. I guess. I guess it's not about what you have. Like, I think if you eliminate the idea that a possession is gonna make you happy, mm-hmm. I think that is a, a big part of it. Because I think a lot of people struggle with the idea that they can't afford the things that they would like to purchase, or you right? Know, they uh, oh well, we can't travel to Europe, so fuck my life, right? You know, like, and I just don't think it needs to be that extreme. You right. know, like where it's like. If you're able to pay your bills and and eat good food with your family and enjoy free time with them Mm -hmm. and you're not impoverished, then you
1: probably should be pretty happy. So then how do you take that idea and then set goals for yourself for things that you do want to go do?
0: Like you mean like go travel?
1: Like go travel or maybe you want to move somewhere. Like how do you go from like I'm happy I'm where I'm at right now, but you know – Like you have this idea of like maybe living somewhere else Mm. and you, you just, that just makes you, the thought of it makes you happy. Sure. You know, like at what point do you tell yourself it's okay to to do those things and not be all about possessions?
0: I think you can, if you want to pursue something, pursue it by all means. But I think if it gives you stress and worry, then it's not for the right reasons. Ah, okay. So that's the difference. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think. Because
1: I think a lot of people get confused with but then but then how how is it okay if i go pursue these other things you know and not not be selfish or you know um just you know very materialistic you know what i mean and then you're afraid of losing those things i think i think you can be if you have the the means to be extravagant
0: or the means to you know pursue something or you strive to move up in the like career ladder to right. to get to that point i think with anything i i always you know you whatever is within your control is only thing you have any say over mm-hmm. so you can strive and strive and strive but i think the outcome you have to be able to say okay i did my best but i can't be disappointed with the results i've done everything i can right and i think the 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 road i like to to travel when it comes to like pursu- pursuits is I'm gonna give this my best, and I'm not gonna be at all down if I don't get the thing I I want. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna to, to pursue it, and anything that's within my control, I'm gonna do, and anything that's out of my control, that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, is that do you like prepare
1: yourself for that ahead I, of time?
0: I think that's a daily exercise. Honestly, I think it's a daily exercise to to practice. How does that not a become restraint?
1: How does that become pessimism, though? Interesting. Um, I don't. I think. Like how do you get pessimism? How do you, how do you get there without being like then going too too far and being pessimistic and like you know like very things are very just like you know oh it's always gonna end out bad, you know how do you go there without going too far? I think it's not that i don't i think if you expect that things will go bad, that's pessimism okay,
0: I think if you expect that things could not go the way that you want as a possibility, uh-huh, that's different than pessimism interesting that's like. I understand that I have pursued things in the past and not gotten them.
1: And then the goal is to accept that.
0: Right. Like, and so the goal is to say, I will pursue this and do everything within my power, but the outcome, if it is without, out of my control, I will not let it do anything. Like, I will not let it be a defining moment of okay. my life or okay. not let it bring me down because I did everything that was possible. Right. If it's out of my control after that, what am I gonna do? Fight the weather? Like you can't. Like that's mm-hmm. just how it ends up. And so, I think if people beat themselves up about things they couldn't fix, it's like that's not that also will not fix, right, the issue or the the thing, right. So, there's a lot of acceptance, but mm. I I don't think that should stop anybody from pursuing anything. I think it actually makes it more freeing. I think it makes it so that when you pursue something, you've given yourself the. I, you know, the permission to fail. You've given yourself the permission to fail, not because of something that you mm-hmm. did without lack of trying, but because, you know, not everything works out.
1: Do you think that people seek permission because they don't want to have to be the ones accountable for their own failures? Like if they said, like if they failed, they say, yeah, but he told me to do it. I think people are afraid of how they'll
0: be perceived when they fail more than anything. Uh, like they're judged. Yeah, I don't uh... think people like to be fail in public. At all.
1: Oh man, you're right about that.
0: So I think that's why a lot of people won't step out and try something. So I think if you remove that fear, you'll be more willing to try things.
1: The fear of judgment from others? Yeah.
0: And then the feel of fear of failure. Mm-hmm. And letting failure be the thing that it is. You know, like people fail all the time. Look at any NBA team that didn't win the NBA championship that year. All of them felt like they failed. All of them feel like they. You come back next season, you try it again. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all there is. You know, like, it it happens. People lose big games that they never wanted to lose. You see it on TV all the time. Things don't always work out. Mm -hmm. And it's about how you react the next day. That's true. So I think pursue things, but be ready to maybe lose the game.
1: Right. And I think it's also having to be aware of those Feelings Before you take action on them Mm -hmm. You know It's like right at that moment That really defines The things that happen in your life That you have to accept Yeah You know If you get upset Then you're like Then you make a stupid decision Because you're upset And then something happens Because of it You have to accept it Exactly Right But it's at that moment Right when you're emotional That you have a decision to make Yeah And how that's going to play out You have to accept One way or the other
0: Yeah I personally believe That there is a Very nice gap between something happening to you and how you react there is there is a very good moment when you can look at the thing and go do i want to get upset about this and you can decide not to
1: right there's this really great quote i read in a book said um event plus action equals outcome now that really simplified it for me when i was at that a po- sense. when i was at a point where i was making bad decisions And so I I took that and I was like, okay, this is going to really simplify it, oversimplify it to the point where I can understand this. Something happens, I make a decision, there's an outcome for it. And if I wire that into my head, every time there's an event, there's the only thing that's after that is action. Mm -hmm. Really. For sure. Because you could think about something all day and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And literally nothing's happened. Yeah. Nothing will happen because you thought about something but did nothing. Exactly. Right? Nope. So part of the equation can only be action or event plus action. There has to be an action. Right. Equals outcome. And that right at that moment where I started thinking to myself more often about that and about like what decision do I want to make right now at this moment. Yeah. You know, and whether, whether something bad happened or good happened or nothing happened, I still have a decision to make. Exactly. And I have to kind of think about, well, yeah, wiping my ass isn't going to affect anybody. But, right. But, but, you know, uh, deciding whether or not I want to tell, you know, my daughter or, you know, uh, Shelby or somebody like that, something important that yeah. I need to tell them. I have to make a decision. Do I want to, do I want to avoid that because, mm-hmm. I'm, because if I'm afraid of what they're going to say or think? Or do I? would I rather face it because it's the right thing to do and I know it's going to make us connected better? Yeah. So is that the decision you got to make? Because I used to make the other decision. I yeah. used to be avoidant and be like, man, I don't want to say anything because I'm afraid of what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that I think I think a lot of people experience I think that is an experience of daily life for people like that right there. Um, I mean, I honestly believe that honesty is the quickest way that everyone gets what they want and everyone moves. You know, like I feel like
1: yeah, let's talk about that. You talked about before about, um, well, you read a book, about uh, you told me about this book. I don't remember the title, but it was about just like deciding what you want and asking for it.
0: Mm. I
1: don't remember. It was some like it was a couple years ago. You said mm. that you just decided to just start asking for what you wanted. Yeah, I think,
0: I man, yeah, I probably did read something like that and. Because it is something I did start to implement where like I just wanted, you know, like I I stopped being afraid of no. I stopped being afraid of rejection. I stopped being like I will ask somebody flat out face it with, you know, knowing that it could go the other way Mm -hmm. and just know that I'll be fine regardless. And so it's like and often more often than not. I've been told yes. And so it's like, geez, like Mm. that works out. So I've been more and more encouraged to be honest, because the more I've done it, the more it's worked out, and I think hmm. I think it's also again like all things very hard. It, there's a there's a middle way to navigate it because honestly, can you know some people mistake it for like. You know some people can be mean about it, like right. they're just gonna be blunt.
1: That's there's a difference.
0: There is a difference. There's a difference to like I would never just be blunt to my girlfriend like so bluntly that it would hurt her feelings. My goal is not to hurt her feelings, and, and at all times. Being honest is, you know, that, you know, uh, different.
1: Yeah, that. because being honest without being mean still gives them the opportunity to feel. Exactly. Now, and if that, if, but you don't have to make that feeling any worse exactly. than what what it will feel just right. by being honest.
0: Knowing that they could be upset, you know, that's, that's hard to deal with, but you have to deal with it. That's right. just what it, what it comes down to, that it could upset them, upset right. them but you know, you also have a choice to not let them being upset upset you. Like, you have to be able to say, okay, they are upset, but my goal at the end of this is to make sure we're okay. So that's what I want to get to. And so I think every Mm -hmm. move you make after that should be still in all honesty, but with those intentions to Mm -hmm. get, you know, to to an outcome.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. A lot of people have trouble with... Even getting to that part where they're willing to be honest, like, oh, what was you? We were me and me and Shelby were reading something or watching something, and it was like, <clears throat> you know, if you can't be honest with your your husband or your wife mm-hmm. about something going on between you two, then you definitely shouldn't be telling that thing to your friends. Oh wow, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my wife doesn't do this, or you know, it upsets me when he does that, or whatever. And it's like, why aren't you just being honest and upfront and having a conversation about that with that person? Yeah. You know? Like to find a resolution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of going and and talking behind their backs and and you should be telling your husband or wife that, not your friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I thought that was really interesting, but it's true because they're afraid. You know, whatever that fear might be, it's whether it's they're afraid of fighting or they're afraid of, you know, getting their feelings hurt or hurting their feelings. It's true. It, it happens. It goes
0: back to everything. Fear. It's just fear, mm-hmm. fear, fear. So much of what we do is fear. It's just a it's it controls our life. Anxiety is fear and it is it is something to almost embrace in a way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's
1: so now you're at a point where you don't have that fear of some of the fears you had in the past. Correct. Because it's just like
0: like who like it. I just I don't know. I don't really worry what people's opinion of me is. Like I, I mm-hmm. it's I'm a you know I'm just someone here on earth a little bit. Like what what is it? What difference is it gonna make? I think people are. Fear of being a pariah is kind of like one of the things, which is like you fear the social ramifications of of how you live your life or what you do, because, you know, you'll be an outcast or you'll be. A,
1: or do you think they have a bigger fear of people thinking that they, they don't exist?
0: Could be that, too. Of I, Like, I, I don't I
1: don't feel like people see me. Yeah, I think that could be I think
0: that's a big fear. Um, but that that also goes to like you know people needing validation from others. Like if sure. you need validation from others, that's man you're gonna. That's a long life. That's a long stressful
1: life. Because you're doing it for that reason. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and you know, and fear of being.
1: It's like a you know that's like a the thing in, in the in the Bible they talk about gluttony. Mm. As a as it not necessarily it, not always in the sense of food, but it could be in the sense of like. I'm always needing something to fill my cup, but it can never be filled. Right. That pursuit is I mean, it's it's
0: in every every a lot of people's pursuits. You know, I think you have to be able to say I've I've reached what I'm trying to reach and I'm happy because there's a, people who always want that next thing
1: and then Or they maybe they need it. that next hit.
0: Yeah, the next
1: hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as
0: he lights the bowl, um But, yeah, no, it it is – but I also understand, like, with something like this, I haven't – you know, if I thought there was a next high, I'd try something harder. But I know that that's just a crazy pursuit. like,
1: Because there's – it'll never –
0: Yeah, and I think that's where drug addiction can, like – you know, you start to graduate to harder drugs because you're looking for that next high, the next, like, thing that's going to, like, make you feel different. Mm. And so – Do you think that does go back to avoiding certain feelings? maybe oh for sure i think i think a lot of people get into drugs i know i initially did uh for like to get away Mm -hmm. to like not to be like ooh i need to not experience reality for a moment you know right um and i think that's why a lot of people drink um yeah i think i think it's it's i think a lot of it comes from that i think sometimes they're fucking fun i mean like drugs can be fun too I just think you have to go in with the right attention, personally. Right. Like, you have to go in with, like...
1: It's like anything else, really. Yeah. I mean, there's, like... I've heard stories of, like, people... Like, um... Uh, Anthony Bourdain. hmm You know, I heard that he was, like, a, I think he was, like, either a big drinker or a big smoker. And then after he kicked that, he got into, uh, jiu-jitsu. Mm. And, uh... And he just became, like, really obsessed with it you know and I think that obsession just can it can translate to different things
0: yeah I think I think yeah that, that becomes that, that could become something else that you yeah, like you said transitions to another right you know obsession and do do you
1: think obs- to... do you think obsessions are um, are fueled by fear and, and avoiding something that you're afraid of
0: I think a lot of people will get caught up in a thing to avoid maybe their own thoughts to avoid maybe mm. you know kind of the reality of things sometimes you know I think they want to you know people just want to distract themselves and work is one of those things that people use wow um, wow. a lot of people I mean I, I knew a guy at my last job and he's a nice guy but he would think he's working but he really wasn't working he was just kind of like on his computer, and he would talk to people. And he would kind of like scatter around the office, but then I know he went home and told people he worked hard that day, you know. And it's like, dude, you just you use the office to avoid going home, and I get it. Like, and now he had, he did have things at home, but he was avoiding it. Um, mm-hmm. and I found came to found out later when he confided in me, but it, you know, it's, it's, he, we use it to like. Distract ourselves And then to trick ourselves That we're actually Doing something Wow Um
1: Who have you met And Uh That's Been the type of person That's like Wow they get it Oprah You met Oprah bro? On her podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding That's where everybody Meets Oprah Yeah I know That's right I'm just kidding She has a podcast? (laughs) I told you about that oh shit you did <laughs> oh my god i need to write it down though <laughs> um besides uh oprah have you have you met anybody what were they I like think, honestly you yeah i can honestly
0: say you at this point and that is no here's like, your ten dollars nah, no bro no nah, dude i talk to people most of the time especially salespeople. i talk to people and like most of the time you have to wade through the small talk, you have to wade through the like coloring and it's just to get to what somebody's saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I, I just know that you're what comes out of your mouth. I'm like, Hey, this guy gets it. Like that's, that's honestly how I feel. And so that's, you're one person. Now I got to think of another cause they are rare and I hate to say that because I feel like most conversations I have with people, um, I feel like they're, still worried about the pursuits of things right they're still worried about you know money or Mm. status and things Mm. like that Mm. and i don't judge them for it and i don't like make them but i hear it in their in what they talk about i hear that those are the things they're concerned with and i go you know i start to just you know wonder you know if that's i have a good friend of mine who is always thinking i gotta do something else i gotta do something else he has the hustle Mentality, the what? What do you call it? The perpetual hustle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, the hustle. And so he's like, "Oh, I gotta do this. I gotta," and he goes so extreme. And you know, I, I'm the polar opposite of him, and we talk about it a lot. Really? Yeah. Where we talk about that, where I'm just like, I'd rather retire today instead of like just grind away my life. And, you know, he's just he's wired to just go, And, and that's what he does. So I don't know, it's rare for me to find people that I'm like, okay, this person just understands that what American culture is, is not necessarily what our lives are supposed to be. Like we are well beyond the economic circumstances, like where people and people in poor places are happy and people in rich places can be happy, but we find a way to make ourselves unhappy, you know, so.
1: That's a fact. And do you think that's because people have been taught to just um, sacrifice to be happy? If you haven't experienced some hardship or misery, you don't deserve to be happy. Do you think there's that type I think, of mentality? I think,
0: I think everyone will suffer hardships at some point. And I think the growth that comes from that hardship is kind of a necessary pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean... It's unavoidable. It's, uh, it's A, unavoidable. And then B, you know, I, I, I liken the emotional... Okay, so we have like physical muscles that we work out. And I also believe there's somewhat of an emotional muscle that we have. Mm. Not, not like a heart, but like it is a muscle that we can flex.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: And work out and test. Interesting. And I think the more reps we do with that emotional muscle, the stronger that thing is. Like,
1: what would you say would constitute as a rep?
0: So, I would say the hardest workout I ever did with my emotional muscle (laughs) was divorce.
1: Yo, that is an interesting way of thinking about... That's a really great analogy. All right, keep going. Your divorce.
0: So, my divorce was the hardest thing I ever went through. And it devastated me. You know, it was a surprise. There's all kinds of stuff that happened. It took me to the darkest places of my entire life so far. And it was, as we've spoken about, it was the, the deep, you know, urge to say, I got to get out of this. Uh-huh. And to find help. Therapy, through therapy, through antidepressants, through reading, and then on and on and on to where I am today. And that was one of the hardest things I ever went through. But I'm telling you, after the pain heals, like it always does, after everything you go through... There's this day where you're walking down the street and the sun is shining and you're like, "Hey, I don't feel bad." That's weird. I was so used to it. And I think things I've experienced since that workout are like light workouts compared to oh, it. Oh,
1: I see what you mean.
0: So like any like when I've experienced the breakup after that, it's like, "Well, this isn't so bad." <laughs> Compared. Compared to what I just went through, you know, and I can't imagine anybody who had to do it with kids or anything like that, you know, Mm -hmm. like the next girlfriend that you break up with, you're like, well, that's a little workout, you know, that's a light workout for today. So I think embracing the things that occur to you that you have no say in and trying to not maximize the pain you feel, but get the most growth out of it that you can, I think that's you know, I think that's why I'm not how, afraid of the emotional struggle
1: anymore. How can you practice like, f- flexing or working out this emotional muscle without it just randomly happening to you?
0: I think going back to something we were talking about, too, um, you know, like I would not be afraid to ask people for things. Like going up and facing rejection. Okay. Going up and trying something new. Okay. Doing something that scares you. That is flexing the emotional muscle. Interesting. I
1: like that. That's very... I like that kind of just brings everything together.
0: And I think, you know, we're so focused on our bodies because, you know, that gets us, you know, sex and shit, I guess. But, like, we're so focused on on health, you know. I guess that's a part of it. Um, But, like, uh, you know, we never... We're so afraid to flex our emotional muscle. We're so afraid to work that thing out. And that thing needs a workout. It needs a walk. It needs... Because that's the stuff you're going to face. And you're going to... And you're... If you're... If you're not tough enough in the emotional area, then it's going to devastate you. Mm-hmm. And I think there are things that you
1: can... And tough doesn't mean being cold. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. I I I find myself quite warm. You mean resilient, maybe.
0: Resilient, for sure. Um, weathering the storm. I mean, like, every storm, you know, the hardships, every hardship we've ever faced... We never thought the hardship would end, and yet it does. And we never thought the sadness would end, and yet somehow it does. Mm. People who have passed, you know, mourn, and then eventually there's a new day, and they don't feel mm. that addict still remember, and but right. that that same darkness isn't there. And I think the more I go through those things, the more I remember that I've been through hardships. Mm the more that I remember that it's like, okay, hardships occur, but they don't have
1: to devastate me. Right. And And when you accept that, yeah. life becomes a little bit easier, that you're Absolutely. not always afraid and Absolutely. doing things out of fear. And so I guess, yeah, so you're working out, you're flexing that emotional muscle, exactly. building it up so that you don't, so that the, the load doesn't seem so heavy anymore and the fear doesn't have to be the thing that you automatically go to because you don't have the muscle to support the weight. Exactly, It needs to be
0: worked out. It needs to be strong because life will be hard, you know, like, and it it has to be right. And otherwise it is a a scary life. And otherwise it is hard to do things because Mm. you're afraid. And I think when you can remove that, you know, a lot of people have obviously a fear of death and obviously people have a fear of, of losing their loved ones. There's a lot of fears that I think we motivate that, that kind of, shape our lives it kind of like puts a fence around it and this is kind of where you you live and i think ridding yourself of fears especially the ones beyond your control is the first step to like kind of you know working out that emotional muscle
1: if you were to draw an emotional muscle what would it look like probably a penis (laughs) I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that too. I was literally just thinking that. I was like, I was gonna say it. I was gonna say cock. but You, you I said think penis. you just opened the door and, dude. I think, set been, it up for you. We've been doing this shit for <laughs> twenty fucking up. years. I've set it up for you, man. I we, know. I know it. We've been finishing each other's jokes <laughs> <laughs> for twenty goddamn. Dude, feel this right here. Feel, what the fuck? feel that right there. Your penis. No, 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 dude. Feel <laughs> my arm right there. Doesn't that feel like a big old thick cock? Thanks, man. I'm really down. <laughs> You're welcome, dude. And thanks for joining me on the Small Town Artist Podcast. <laughs> Appreciate your time, your wisdom. <laughs> All right, next time. Until next time, bro. (laughs) Later.